biology. 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 Hello and welcome to the HSE Biology Podcast. We're back for another year. Hopefully we can get through the remaining dot points in the syllabus. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to going through the content with you guys. So uh, last time we actually had uh, Lauren McKnight on who went through the uh, technologies to do with uh, genetics and sequencing. And I am going to skip over a dot point today just because I have an exciting interview coming up to go through the remaining dot point in Module 5. And that was the investigate the use of data analysis from a large-scale collaborative project to identify trends, patterns, and relationships. For example, population genetics related to human evolution is the one I'm going to be picking. There are two others that you can look at, including conservation management and the uh, determination of inheritance of a disease or disorder. Um, but yeah, I have an exciting interview coming up and that will be out later in the week, hopefully. Um, but for today, we're going to start on Module 6, uh, Genetic Change. And Module 6 is uh, pretty heavily weighted once again in skills, um, but also lots of content to go through. So let's get started today and I hope you enjoy it. So as always, it is important to start with the inquiry question for the module. And the inquiry question we're starting on today is how does mutation introduce new alleles into a population? And the dot point we're looking at is explain how a range of mutagens operate, including but not limited to electromagnetic radiation sources, chemicals, and naturally occurring mutagens. So the inquiry question says, how does mutation introduce new alleles into a population? So we've been through alleles, and you should know by now that an allele is an alternate form of a gene. Um, so we're, we're looking at how there is a, a new a new part of the DNA which, it, which has been created, either in this case through mutation, um, and later on we'll learn about a couple other terms that introduce new alleles into a population. But for the first one, we're looking specifically at mutation, and it will be good to go through some definitions first to make sure that we understand everything as I'm going through it. So the first one is the definition of mutation and the definition I have down is just a change in the genetic code. Um, so in some way the sequence of nucleotides is altered um, and they can sort of be spontaneous or they can be environmental or induced. Uh, the next word we're going to learn about is mutagen. So that's in the first dot point, explain how a range of mutagens operate. So a mutagen is any environmental agent that has the potential to cause a mutation. So something that can cause a mutation. Um, and we're going to learn about the three different types, which are going to be physical, chemical, and biological mutagens. Now, another term that might be important to know is mutagenesis. So mutagenesis, and that's the process of those mutations occurring. So that change from the normal base pairs to a altered base pair. So that process is mutagenesis. And another term that will come up quite a bit, but a bit later on in the syllabus, which is carcinogen. And that's something that has the ability to cause cancer. Um, and cancers are caused by mutations, um, usually to certain genes that regulate the, um, the repair of DNA um, or switching off certain genes. But we do learn about that a bit later on, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But that's a carcinogen, and you probably have heard of a carcinogen when you think of cigarettes and things like that. So 
let's start off by looking at the electromagnetic radiation sources. Um, and it's important to go over the electromagnetic spectrum itself. So you might remember from year nine, you have uh, wavelengths of light that can be longer um, and have less energy, those like radio waves and microwaves. And you have those that are shorter and more high energy, things like X-rays and gamma rays. Um, and there's a really terrible song that I'll just put on just for a little bit that you can listen to um, uh, that will help your kids remember forever that we quite often use in, in Year 9. The electromagnetic spectrum is just a name of a range of radiation. Let me tell you what they are. Radio waves, microwaves, infrared radiation, visible light, ultraviolet, x-rays, gamma rays. Anyway, you can check that out on YouTube if you'd like. It's uh, the Electromagnetic Spectrum song by Emerson Foo. Moving on. So, the main sources of radiation that are going to cause issues are those down the higher end or the more energetic. So, those would be UV, X-ray and gamma rays. And the reason why they're dangerous is because we say they have ionizing potential. They have the ability to strip electrons from your atoms. So the energy is so great that it will bump or move those electrons out. Those electrons can then cause damage directly to your DNA um, or it can have sort of indirect effects by sort of messing with water molecules and causing free radicals. But the main function is that they will end up causing some damage to your DNA, those, uh, those electrons being kicked off the atoms. So ionizing radiation, UV, X-ray and gamma rays due to that high energy. Um, now some further examples if we look a bit deeper into it um, are those that uh, happen with UV radiation. So when UV radiation hits your skin, a lot of people will know that you need to put sunscreen on to minimize that damage. And that is very important because it has enough energy to penetrate through your skin and get directly into your or hit your DNA. Now, when it does hit your DNA, one effect it can have is that it can cause something called a thymine dimer, or sometimes they get called pyrimidine dimers, but I like to use a specific example because um, you guys should know what sort of thymines are now, um, where it causes two thymine nucleotides that are sitting next to each other to bond to each other. So the ultraviolet light causes them to kind of stick together. Now that's going to be a problem when you need to do copying or when you need to make an amino acid using polypeptide synthesis because those T's joined together are going to mean on the opposite side your A's are sitting there freely and open and you're going to get some errors either in the code that you make, the amino acid, the end product, and it might even be the, the genes that are regulated, which can again lead to cancer. So this is why... We tell you to put sunscreen on. It stops those UV rays getting into your DNA and causing those thymine dimers um, or sticking those two thymines together and causing a misread or, or, um, or the incorrect amino acids to be formed. Um, so that's one example. And if you move further down the list into X-ray and gamma radiation, you get more high energy and then you get more damage. So direct damage to the DNA or a lot more electrons being released 
causing those free radicals to sort of um, mess things up in your DNA. But the UV radiation one is quite good. It's a bit easier to understand. Um, those thymines stick together, um, and therefore you're going to get issues during um, polypeptide synthesis or replication. One thing to remember about these mutagens is that it's really important to understand that they get worse as exposure time gets worse. So just like you go out into the sun and you're more likely to get burnt the longer you're there, well, exposure time with x-rays and gamma rays are the same. Gamma rays don't take too long, but most of you would have had an x-ray before in your life, and it happens very quickly. And that's because the amount of damage that can be done in that time is minimal, and our repair mechanisms have the ability to fix those small changes, but it's the ones that are large and continuous that are going to cause issues. So we do have those repair mechanisms, which is always good to know. All right, let's move on to the chemical mutagens now. And chemical mutagens are things that are often ingested or environmental. So let's look at ones that you may have heard of before, like alcohol and tar in tobacco. Um, there's also medications and things like preservatives, which get on the list of uh, chemical mutagens. There's environmental mutagens like cleaning products, asbestos and lead. Um, and the way that I like to think about chemical mutagens is that they kind of trick your DNA into thinking that they're a part of it. So as you ingest them into your body, they have the ability to either change the nucleotides in some way, so mess with them a little bit so they're not the same shape or structure, or directly get in between nucleotides in your DNA. Now, once again, when that happens, it's going to cause misreading and the changes in polypeptide synthesis and replication. So it's a similar problem um, that it's causing in each of these, but with chemical mutagens, they have the ability to interact with your DNA um, and directly kind of trick it into thinking that it's a part of it or change nucleotides in such a way that your body misreads them or your, your mechanisms to read that DNA um, is tricked or doesn't understand what it's reading. Um, sometimes you'll hear terms like alkylating agents, deaminating agents, and intercalating agents. If you want, you can look more into those to get a better understanding of each of them. And finally, we have naturally occurring mutagens. So these are mutagens that are kind of at normal levels in the environment, um, and they may cause mutations. And it's thought that a lot of like prior mutations were, you know, spontaneous, just occurred. But now it's there's more evidence to suggest that there are some things in nature that can cause mutations if exposed for long enough. We can divide them into two main groups, which are biological mutagens and non-biological mutagens. So we'll quickly go through non-biological because we already talked a bit about chemical mutagens, and these can be found in nature, things like mercury and cadmium, um, like things that exist in nature uh, that are already there that prolonged exposure in, say, mining, uh, the mining industries or, or places where these particular metals are high in concentration are going to cause issues. And once again, um, you may undergo mutagenesis. The one that's probably more likely here to be asked is biological mutagens because we can put those with our viruses and bacteria and even fungi. Um, and that will kind of come up later as well as we get into our immune system. But um, with viruses, you can think about them as um, uh, kind of like little agents that get in and they're able to replace our DNA with their own. 
once again, this is going to cause issues when we're replicating, um, leading to things like, again, cancers and uh, uh, misformed polypeptides. Bacteria have the ability to release toxins in the body, and these toxins can cause those free agents or so those um, free radicals I was talking about before. So you might get these uh, tiny oxygen molecules that have the ability to kind of knock things out um, and change your DNA once again. So um, bacteria and fungi kind of have that ability where they can release toxins that cause free radicals to be formed, which once again interact with your DNA, causing it to change, therefore undergoing mutation. So they're the main three sort of things to talk about uh, in this topic. Just to do a quick recap, we have uh, physical mutagens like electromagnetic radiation, such as UV radiation that causes thymine dimers and causes misreads. We have chemical mutagens like tar and alcohol, which interact with your DNA directly, either getting in between the DNA or causing a change to those nucleotides. We then have naturally occurring mutagens that might be non-biological, like metals, and we have biological mutagens like viruses and bacteria that can either replace our DNA with their own, in the case of a virus, or bacteria can release toxins that cause free radicals to form and further damage your DNA. So that pretty much covers the point that we started with, and that is explain how a range of mutagens operate, including but not limited to electromagnetic radiation sources, chemicals, and naturally occurring mutagens. So just a very quick episode today um, as I prepare for the interview coming up this week for the previous stop point. But I hope you enjoyed that, guys, and uh, feel free to jump on the Facebook page that I've got now um, and throw a like on the post um, so I know that you guys are watching. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.